shall have set my eyes upon Babylon. In the beginning there was fire and a mountain a burning desire, liberty of your dreaming. Scary thoughts about this, not you are attempting. Decisions getting tough for you to go because they bad tempting. The road is rough and dark on this journey, you went walking. So keep the fire blazing, shine your eye for better lighting. This will moving, but sometimes you have to fighting. Observing and learning wrong from writing. Uh, plus the devil is a liar. The only thing that is between you and your true desire. Wow. And, and you cannot have the answer. So don't you let your worries take over your thinking like a dancer. My country's in problem. We voted for change, but now it seems that even change cannot solve them. And all the politicians is Babylon. Eating while the masses go hungry to the point that we carry gone. Oh Lord, the people are hurting. People are searching. Nothing is working. And all of the people are crying. The rulers are lying. The bullets are flying. We tired of trying. Don't know anymore who to rely on. But I am casting my eye on to Zion with the heart of a lion as we pray for triumph. And I see so many wicked enemies try to be the enemy. But I know you defending me. And I know the devil is a liar. But I never believe him. He tried to set my eyes upon Babylon. And at the end of the day, there's nothing to be afraid of. Keep your demons at bay and walk your way to get paid. And at the end of the night, everything will be alright. Don't ever give up the fight. Don't ever turn from the light. Whatever pattern you choose, don't you got nothing to lose. Try not to be confused. Don't let the devil to use. Yeah. Whatever pattern you take and when you make a mistake, long as you rise up in faith, my brother, you gon' be great.
looking down at the world from 24,000 feet. And the beauty makes me wonder why anyone will ever doubt that somebody made the world and everything beautiful. Oh, my There is a God that lives in the heavens. There is a God that lives in me. There is a God that lives in the heavens. There is a God is watching me. Your Feel Good Radio, Fresh 107.9 FM, Abelkuta. Take a look the song, There Is a God, right here on Fresh FM. Six minutes can pass 10 a.m. this morning. Uh, it's platform this Monday. Well, a couple of minutes behind schedule. Apologies. Uh, quite um, very um, just uh, tough weekend it was, you know, for the country, especially after what happened in Norway and state. But uh, we're looking forward. We're hoping for better days. We're hopeful for better days. And um, I just really hope uh, that uh, we will begin to get a hang on some of the issues uh, bedeviling the country. Wale Bakar is my name. Welcome to the platform this Monday morning. Well, uh, the for those who... Uh, might not know uh, the All Progressive Congress uh, Party uh, primary, uh, presidential primary, uh, is starting today slash tomorrow uh, in Abuja, and uh, that incidentally will be our focus this morning. But I should very quickly uh, mention uh, that uh, more reactions have continued to trail uh, the killing of uh, scores of individuals at the. Um, at the Catholic Church, uh, St. Francis Catholic Church in Owa, the headquarters of our local government area of Undo State, uh, reports uh, said that uh, the gunmen uh, went into the church just towards the end of uh, the mass at about 12 and um, started shooting sporadically, leaving about 35 dead. Many others injured. Uh, they were taken to uh, you know, the hospitals around uh, the um, Nigerian Medical Association, that's the NMA, uh, they've been um, asking for blood donation following the attack on the church in Owondo State. And they've also asked the government and security agencies to do better in the protection of lives and properties. Uh, this call was made in a statement issued by the NMA president, Dr. Uche Ojima, late Sunday. Hours after attackers killed scores of persons and injured many others at the St. Francis Catholic Church in Owa, the headquarters of our local government area. The NMA called for quick intervention by government and security agencies to protect the lives and properties of Nigerians in every part of the country. The NMA also commiserated with the government, the good people of Undo State, over the loss of lives and prayed for the quick recovery 
of those that were injured. There were appeals that went to Nigerians in the affected areas to kindly go to hospitals where the injured are being treated to donate blood to save lives. He also called on doctors in the state and environs to mobilize themselves to take part in the treatment of those injured following uh, the incident. Well, there's been a lot of reactions. The Undo State Governor, Arutimi Akiriolu, uh, he said he had to cut short uh, a party assignment to, uh, you know, uh, visit Owo, which incidentally is his hometown. He expressed sadness over Sunday, uh, Sunday's attack at the St. Francis Church, according to him. It's a black Sunday in Owo. Our hearts are heavy, our peace and tranquility have been attacked by the enemies of the people. This is a personal loss, an attack on our dear state. And um, he said government and security agencies will be doing all they can to ensure that the perpetrators are brought to book and that there is some succor, at least, for the families of the victims. The president, Mohamed Buhari, he's also uh, spoken about it. Um, well, I don't want to say as always. Well, uh, he has uh, condemned uh, the attack. He's asked police and the security agencies uh, to uh, do the needful and uh, go after the perpetrators, uh, saying that the country will not give in to evil saying evil-minded individuals uh, hoping to throw the country into darkness. Uh, the police uh, in Ondo, uh, they also say that they will be, they will be investigating at the Owa Church attack and they will also be fortifying the community and uh, its environs. Well, so many reactive um, statements have been issued. Many have said we need to do more than this. We need to be a lot more proactive. Uh, if we are going to nip occurrences like this uh, in the board, I did say, of course, uh, that uh, the APC primaries uh, will be our uh, focus this morning. But uh, one cannot, you know, but mention uh, what happened in our yesterday. And um, I would allow my guest this morning just to uh, get his thoughts and uh, some words about the OWA attack. Ustaz uh, Jibril Awal is my guest this morning. He's a public affairs analyst. He joins platform this morning. Good morning, sir. Great good morning, Wally. It's a pleasure being here. Listeners at home, good morning to all of us. Well, just just before we get into what is our focus this morning, um, the attack yesterday, really sad, was it? Yeah, it's a sad one. And um, all of us have really, as usual, like you said, condemned um, what happened, the people in power to have equally condemned. But um, it saddens us that what we kept on having from them is just condemnation. Yeah. When the tools and power of governance is in their hand. I mean, for God's sake, the president controls the security outfit, all of them, whether military, police, paramilitary, intelligence, all of them, um, under his command. I don't know why he has not been able to use that, you know, to checkmate all these killings all over the country, um, whether in the north, in the south, in the east, in the west. Uh, nobody deserves to be killed the way it's been done. And the question we kept on asking is, who knows who is next? You know, who knows who's next? So it's a very bad one. I commiserate with the people of um, um, those oh. states, yes, and um, Arakunri. But, but maybe a quick one. Uh, when Arakunri sometimes ago said um, um, the military should pull out of checkpoint on uh, on those roads, I sorry, I, I expected a fallout. I'm sorry, I, I, don't, I don't want to be misquoted. I, I knew something might probably happen, and um, it, it has happened now. You start seeing the excuses that they will give. Because there have been a kind of running battle between Arakunre and the military in, in, in those states. And um, the moment you have such, you know, 
engagement, such rancor um, with, with security agencies. What follows next are these kind of things, and um, uh, it, it, it's, it's pathetic. Another thing I want us to know is that um, that operation uh, will have been done by people that are, you know, trained in, in the act of, um, you know, warfare. I don't want to say military warfare, but act of warfare. Um, just about four of them, according to a report, are coming in like a sting operation. Nobody saw them. Then suddenly just disappearing like that. So it's actually have to do with experts, uh, you know, in the use of weapon, the kind of ammunition they will have brought there, the round, number of rounds they will have brought there. I'm looking at the, the, the weight of such ammunition, even including explosives, though not confirmed. But the, the, the number of ammunition, the rounds of ammunition that will have brought there, now taking somebody who is well trained, you know, to conceal such, oh. you know, and they do what they did and then disappear into thin here in inverted commas. Once again, I come through with the um, people of Ondo State and Nigeria as a whole. We pray that this kind of thing will stop. Amen. I'm sure there are many of you saying a loud amen to that. <laughs> Good morning to you. Welcome to Platform uh, this Monday. Wale Bakar is my name. Ustazlao Jabril is my guest this morning. And uh, we will get on to talk about the primaries. Uh, in Abuja, the All Progressives Congress presidential primary will be holding today or will be starting today. We don't know how long it will last. Uh, there's been a series of meetings uh, before now. Uh, in the last couple of days as regards um, uh, trying to ensure uh, that uh, there is uh, ultimately no need for uh, whether, should I say, an election today. Uh, the president has been pushing for a consensus candidate. He met uh, with the governors of the APC. They call themselves a progressive governors firm. I met with the aspirants. He also met with some leaders of the party, all those meetings separately held, uh, all geared towards ensuring that there is a smooth conduct of the primary and uh, that uh, there is uh, a consensus candidate that is agreed upon. Many had thought the president would unveil who his anointed candidate is ahead of the primary but as it stands, uh, nothing has come out uh, from the mouth of the president as regards uh, his anointed candidate. But maybe uh, you just never can tell what we will hear in the hours. Before uh, the president returned from Spain, by the way, uh, the APC screening committee had submitted its report saying that they uh, screened out 10 individuals, leaving 13, although uh, Mr. Damu, who is the national chairman of, of the party, at another point said uh, no one had been disqualified. Whether there will be 13 uh, that will be uh, contesting. That is, if there is indeed an indirect primary that goes on today in Abuja, or whether there will be 23, or whether there will be just one person announced as a candidate of the party remains to be seen. But we'll be discussing, uh, you know, all of these options and uh, what could be the fallout of it this morning on the program.
Platform on Fresh 107.9 FM Apercuta today, Monday, 6th of June 2022. It is the day uh, that the All Progressive Congress uh, eventually settled for as the date for their presidential primary. Remember, there had been numerous changes uh, to the data. The APC taking advantage of the very, very last minute INEC extension uh, moving their presidential primary forward. And um, there's uh, quite a number of um, uncertainty as to uh, what will happen today. In fact, over the weekend, there had been the uncertainty as to who exactly will be part of the uh, indirect primary. Remember that there was a, a court judgment that said, oh, the statutory delegates are not bad from it. But I think the APC since appealed that. So at the moment, it will be the three elected delegates uh, from uh, the seven seventy-four local governments in the country that will participate. That is, if uh, there isn't a consensus candidate chosen at the end of the day. Ustaz Lawal is with me this morning. Good morning to you once again, sir. Um, Good morning, Wally. What, what, what do you expect from uh, the Eagles Square today? Oh, thank you. Intrigues, drama, like you've already seen. Um, I, I don't know. I don't want to be too optimistic. Um, I have a feeling that at the end of the day, um, they might be able to do, you know, a, a lot of um, trading, you know, negotiation, consultation, and eventually, you know, get to do what the president wants them to do. But it's going to be a tough one. Um, there are a lot of things at stake. Um, number one, um, the issue of um, zoning. Uh, number two, the issue of um, consensus. And um, number three, uh, the article factor. All these are the things that I think is presently guiding, you know, the actions of um, the APC as a party. They are looking at article, you know, political weight. They are looking at articles, um, experience, etc. And the fact that it's from the north, that, that's a factor. Um, another factor is the issue of zoning. I think uh, those, to some extent, have been really, you know, been, been resolved um, from all information that is filtering out. Um, zoning has been done. This the south is excited to bring about uh, the, the president. So, though there are some, you know, um, you know, opposition voices, yeah, dissenting oh. voices, like uh, yeah, The electoral law, um, it's section 84, you know, subsection 9, 10, 11, I think I'm right. Um, specifically spoke about the consensus. He did not say no to consensus, but what he said is that for it to hold, you know, um, all aspirants that really contested or want to contest on that position would need to bring, you know, a written agreement mm. consenting, you know, to the candidate who eventually, um, you know, it's chosen. It's, it's chosen. So that that that, that element is um, is easily key um, because if they must do that, they must eventually get to that level. But then another question we need to look at uh, is um, when you talk of consensus, who is going to choose that candidate? Is it a higher authority, um, one super delegate like in inverted commas the president has been tagged, you know, by the media, um, or will, will it be a collegiate? 
Uh, when I say collegiate, I'm referring to the screening, for instance, as an example. The Oyegun-led screening committee, it's obvious, have not been able to you know, achieve anything on that. From what you said, 99% of them said they wanted consensus. Um, maybe 1% said no to consensus. So you said one of them particularly yes. said, well, if the consensus can't be, it's me, then no problem. <laughs> no problem. You, you, your guess is as good as mine as to <laughs> who, <laughs> who that person will be. And so those are the challenges that we have on the table re- regarding um, what, what is going to play out today. So let, let's, I know from now, um, Tinubu and, and his northern allies are under serious pressure. To step down, but the question we're asking is, why is those that want a consensus afraid of indirect primaries? That's the question Nigerians are asking. And then another thing is, does it favor us as a nation that um, who eventually is going to be our pres- president, if eventually he wins, is is not a product of democratic, you know, effort? So this is a challenge that we have um, today with APC primaries. I. Let me just stop there for now. Well, um, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're just taking a look at some of the possibilities. And, uh, you know, we, with the APC or with the political parties, you can guess that you, you can't put anything beyond them uh, before the end of the day or before the start of the primaries. Uh, you, we will definitely begin to get news. Uh, over the weekend, we began to get reports of some individuals uh, stepping down for others. Uh, names like Ben Ayade, names like Gosula Pabi were mentioned to have stepped down for... Um, Atiku, there had also been some names mentioned to have stepped down I mean, for Lawan and all of that. I mean, for yes. Tinubu, I meant. Yes, Sorry Tinubu. about that. Yes. And, you know, some, some names had been mentioned to have stepped down for the Senate President Ahmed Lawan. Uh, in fact, there was a time uh, there were talks about even Tinubu stepping down, and then his camp had to come out and say, well, nothing of such. There were talks that Shiba just stepped down. You know, regular things that, uh, you know, you, you would expect at this time. But uh, many look at the influence of the president. Uh, many had thought that if the president had been talking about consensus all this while, uh, in fact, many had suggested that at that meeting on Sunday uh, with the aspirants, he was probably going to reveal who he wanted. But all he said was to throw it back to them and say, go make up your minds. Is that a uh, wise play from the president? If you're in the shoes of the president, you might not have any other option than to do what he did. I will explain. Uh, it's obvious that what is happening within the APC now is what I want to call a macabre dance. Um, and um, if, the, if the president is not too careful, he might eventually uh, nail you know, the coffin of um, APC, sound the death knell of, of APC. In fact, some people believe that what is happening now is um, want to see whether APC will be buried today or not, their funeral. This evening, a number of people have thought like that. But the, the truth of the matter is, he will have been advised because the only problem they have on their hand is Ashiwaju. There is no doubt about that. Is Ashiwaju. He has been the one that has been very vocal, that has been like, you know, I am not against, you know, the party not voting me. I want them to vote whoever they want, but let's go to the field. And that is one major problem I know the, the party is having, even the president. And not forgetting the fact that Ashiwaju has a lot of political connections across the country. And like you said, if Ben and Ayade and Co. had actually stepped down for him, it shows the kind of influence he could have had, you know, in those areas. Though some of them came and said, no, they didn't do that. Like this morning, David Dimahi said, 
he never stepped down for anybody mm. and you wonder why that's such a news is being pursued about him etc the when he was asked point pointedly that if consensus comes and is not you what will you do I mean, he wasn't able to answer that question, you know, likely. But whichever way, he took him and said no. What I'm trying to say is, even in the north, uh, there's, there's this understanding that uh, Shivaji has a, a strong, you know, um, followership. And that's why quite a number of people have been, you know, scared of going uh, for the primary, I mean, going to the primaries against a person like Shivaji. Um, uh, and the president realizing that if he does that and he's not been able to pacify all camps, he may eventually, you know, break the party. What he has just done is to throw it back at them. Why they do underground maneuvering, they are doing it, you know, talking to them. Can you guys go back and see what they're going to do? But they are going to be a lot of problems. Even, in fact, it has zoned to the south-south. Now, it's now a straight battle between the southwest, the southeast, and the south-south. Now, when you look at the calculation, the north alone cannot win you know, presidential ticket. Let's assume whichever party, OEPC has 19 of the states, all of them, like the question is, technicality is that 25% of about uh, um, two-thirds of the states, and that's about 24. So if they have the 19 states of the north, even if they have all the votes in Nigeria, let them, out of the 84 million voters, they have 83 million voters, and it's just within, you know, that 19 states, the person that comes out still will not be president. So they still need the support of five states. So the calculation will be, who is that candidate that we want to bring up? Even let us in, we have the north in our pocket. Who is that candidate that will give us, you know, the south-south or southwest and southeast? We all know that the likelihood of election coming up in the south is very slim. Um, looking at antecedent, it's very slim. Um, so it's now between south-south and southwest. Now, if south-south... I'm, I'm not, not uh, Umayi, I'm not, but I'm just saying that uh, can he deliver, can he really bring out that if eventually becomes a presidential candidate. And don't forget the president said one thing, that somebody who is sellable, somebody apart from, you know, wanting to choose his successor, he listed the criteria that he wants to use. So we're looking at if, we, if Umayi comes up, can he deliver South South Umayi is from the South East, yeah. Can he deliver South East? To me, it is slim because there might not be an election in the southeast, and if there is election, they well, might not well, be. When you say there might not be election in the southeast, you're, you're saying that based on the threats by IPOB and threat by IPOB and yeah. knowing whom our people there are, it's for them to get that 25 percent they are talking about, you know, of the eligible voters in that state. It's very slim. That permutation, all of us are doing it. Um, then we have South South. That is Amichi. Amichi is still a strong contender. Is from there. Then we have, uh, what do you call it? What do you call his name? Uh, we have Ashwaju. And the Southwest now becomes a hot spot of other com- competition. We have Fayemi. We have um, 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 Senator Ibukuni Amusu. Then we have. So even eventually, all the others said they are stepping down. Let us him, Amechi said he's stepping down. Let us him, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, Umayi said he's stepping down. We'll see how we challenge within the Southwest itself. So it's a tough one for the president because Tinubu kept on saying, I'm not going to step down. And that's why he has thrown it back to them. Let's see what this will bring out because it's a, it's a three-faced thing. You need to be able to persuade the South-South aspirant who is Amechi. They need to be able to and pass Akwabio, and, and Akwabio. But reports said Akwabio has stepped down for Tinubu. Well, the man says he didn't. <laughs> okay, it kept on going up and down. Mm. But that's why the president isn't careful in saying this is 
my candidate. Everybody knows that he actually and obviously has a candidate. But with the way things are, he cannot just come and tell them, this is my candidate if he doesn't want to break the party. And, and the influence of Ashiwaju is so huge on that party that it won't be easy unless and until he accepts to that consensus. Mm. Uh, well, uh, as, as it stands, uh, there are 23 of them that Former national chairman of, uh, I mean, former governor of Imo, Richard Zokorocha, former minister of science and technology, Ogbunaya Onu, as well as former state governor, uh, Senator Ibukule Amosu. There's Pastor Tinubakari, the likes, uh, uh, Professor Ben Ayade, Dave Umayi, Kaede Fayemi, uh, Mohamed Badaru Abubakar, and of course, former Zanfara state governor, Senator Ahmed Yerima. Uh, those are some of the other individuals uh, that are also uh, in the running. Uh, well, um, th there's been a lot of guesses that have been made. Um, you, you just said that as it stands, it appears uh, for the APC, they'd be coming down south uh, for their choice. And that was even, that was always uh, what it appeared like when you consider the number of individuals from the south to the number of individuals from the north. It did appear uh, like uh, many top politicians in the north had agreed uh, well, it's probably going to go to the south, and they didn't join the fray. Although the, you, you can't, you can't, um, uh, you know, wish away the strength of the Senate president, who has been touted by many as uh, possibly the man that it could be if he goes to the north. Some have also mentioned the Jigawa State Governor, saying that there's some cabal that would that have that are interested in him as well. But if the APC does come south, uh, what's the what's the implication of this? Because uh, already the PDP has gone to the north. Uh, the APC coming to the south. Usually, we know uh, that if you want to talk about individuals being ready to be a part of the election, the North is usually, uh, you know, more ready to be a part of the election. They would most likely deliver the numbers more than the South. What does it mean for the APC uh, coming uh, to the uh, South? Well, um, there is one word we normally use, which is that the owners of Nigeria, the cabals. Mm. Uh, it's it's in every polity. It's not just in Nigeria. And the people that own power decide they want it this way, and it goes that way. It's not just in Nigeria; it's everywhere. And political elites are, you know, one kind of species that they don't just allow an outsider to come in, in like that, into their foray. So, what I'm trying to say, in a sense, is um, the political cabal, the elite, knows where they want it to be, and um, if the elite, the, the candidate that comes out from the south, determines what the north will do. If the if the candidate that comes from the north did not perceive that person like a person that will be pro-North. And that, I think that is the essence of all this, you know, maneuvering. Because ordinarily, if not for the fact that there is a maneuvering going on, I don't see why it couldn't just be in the presidential primary and they go there. Um, but they know that it might not be as easy as it was for Atiku, you know, at the PDP. Where Tamboa just stepped down and everything just was, the rest was history. Mm. It might not be like that for the APC. You know, stepping down, of even all the Northern candidates, my eventually not still change the outcome that they don't want to happen. So that's why it's said. So if a Southern person becomes the president, the chances of APC will depend on that person that is coming from the South because the, the North will always want to vote 
you know, for their interest, which is a typical thing in any political situation. You want to vote for interest. And I'll give an instance. In 1999, when election was coming and after all the Mantenesri, Ulabalu, Dabiola and the noise from the Southwest, just like it's happening now, um, and eventually the country need to move on and the powers that be felt, let's have an election. They knew they cannot do without having a Yoruba man coming there, somebody from the Southwest Iran coming there. So what they did was, they didn't allow the Southwest to choose whom they want. They chose whom they feel will serve their purpose, their interest. So they came for OBJ. It, it was an obvious thing. They came for OBJ. They feel he's a friend of the North, he's pro-North. They accept them severally in eventually ensuring that things remain the way it was. Mm. Whoever studies Nigerian history when he was head of state and they needed to come up with, um, you know, the constitution that eventually, you know, he ruled 1979 then. Um, we all knew the, the, the role he played. And when eventually they, they overturned the outcome of the Constituent Assembly. They didn't want this kind of federalism we wanted now. They all voted for what was in 1963, which is regional system. But at the SMC level, Obasanjo was the president, or was the head of state. Eventually, he changed that. So he has always shown that he's a friend of the North. So when they needed somebody from, from among us, whom they feel will serve their interests and needs to be one of us, they knew who they went for. If the same thing happened, and that, I think that is why there is a consensus. I am thinking the North is scared of Tinubu. Why? Tinubu is in the class of Aulawa. Tinubu is in the class of MKO. What do they have? You know, Heged, progressives all through with large political base and people that cannot be pushed around. Mm. Now, do not want somebody who does not have a political base, whose ascendance to the presidency will be as a result of the role they played in bringing that person. If Tinubu comes up, the North wouldn't have played any major role. It should have been what he did all through for himself. Yes, not that he didn't get the support, but wouldn't have been the North coming to... If, if an Oshibaju, for instance, emerges, we all know he doesn't have the structure. Where is Oshibaju's structure? Which party? The only time he came into politics was when he was, from what we heard, nominated by Ashiwaju to become the VP. So he has no structure. When you talk of, an, a, who again, if I am me, and if I me will have a structure just in the state. I don't think he has a structure, any structure beyond the state. If we talk on Ibikina Musu, does he have that structure that cut across? So if anybody is going to come up as consensus, it will be because they want did not want to use their you know structure for such a person. And that kind of person they are looking at. So if, if they succeeded in bringing about you know a consensus candidate that they feel will be pronounced, then they can now go to action, go to work, working on, you know, the electorate in the north and the conservative not as usual having their massive vote for the candidate. If that doesn't happen, the election will be a dicey one for them. But, but then, I'm glad you, you say it's going to be a dicey one for them because while I totally understand your analysis as regards, you know, what the north wants and uh, what many have suggested that, that the north is attempting to do while they've relinquished, or if they do relinquish and say, okay, let it go to the south, but they'll be picking someone who they can trust and who they can work with. Uh, but doesn't it also do, do they also have to factor in you know uh, what this means considering the caliber of person that they are coming up against in the pdp although there are so many other parties you know with candidates uh, you know that, that they will be vying against but at the moment uh, it's, it's an apc pdp battle uh, would wouldn't they also have to consider you know what while they are getting someone who um, as you say 
has no uh, you know robust or emphatic political structure per se and they want that person because they can you know uh, at least have some level of control but wouldn't that also hurt them on the long run considering they will be contesting against someone who's from that region who has a well-grounded political base if you understand the way things works in nigeria most elections in nigeria um, the north has a block vote and the block vote is always and usually designed decided by a group of people the northern elders they know themselves we have among them military elites that is we have political elite you know religious leaders the emirs etc they know themselves once they decide this year where they are going, in fact, all that is happening, they, they sat back, they are watching. They sat back, they are watching. As soon as the North feels that whoever emerges as, you know, APC candidate is not, they didn't consider such person as a pro-North person, it can be rest assured that all the votes will go to PDP. But if, if APC is able to, you know, bring about a candidate that is friendly to the North, all the votes in the North will come for such a person. Why am I saying this? Presently, APC has been in power for eight years. They have a structure that is in place that is intact. And such structure, all of us knows, has really favored the North. The government of PMB has, to a large extent, favors the North. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that other regions too don't benefit, okay. but it favors the North. Um, in in lot in of philosophy, a lot of appointments, you know, thoughts, actions, etc. The North is actually favored. They don't want to disturb that to start building a new structure for themselves. They might want to sustain what has been working for them, what is good for them. You don't change a winning team. So if they can get such a person coming in, oh, fine and good, like they did with Jonathan. They decided to go out of Jonathan because there a lot of manipulation that came up. So if, if the FPC gets a person that is pro-North, they feel is pro-North, and is going to play their game, you can bet it that APC will secure that ticket. All the vote in the North, forget whatever article might be doing, will go for him. Why am I saying this? We have seen it in the past. When Atiku contested as a Northerner, I mean, was he able to do anything? He was unable to lay. All the votes still went to the APC. He didn't go for his party. And that's the way the North is. Once their leaders decide, information goes around, the the vote will come M block. Mm. I remember on this program, I've told you when you said political education, and I said, I don't know what kind of education you want to do in the North. That will determine they are not voting for the candidate they feel is a pro-North person. I don't know. Well, I've been speaking with Ustaz Al-Jabril this morning. We've been speaking ahead of the APC presidential primaries holding at the Eagle Square in Abuja um, today. Uh, the ad hoc delegates are in uh, the federal capital territory already. Uh, many of uh, the aspirants have uh, been welcoming them. Uh, they are dotting their I's and crossing their T's, of course, getting ready for the party convention uh, that will uh, reveal who will be the flag bearer of the party for the 2023 presidential election. We'll take a very quick pause. So when we return, we'll continue our discussion. Remember, you can uh, drop your contributions on Twitter at FreshFM Abelkuta or live on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash FreshFM Live. We will be back in a moment. Please don't go anywhere. 
gbogbo eniyan e ki kabiyesi to wolede kabiyesi o de o ta gbogbo won yo o ro won toke tile o bale bi o wara oju amba o mi mu afun ni lagbara tin je kara eni o di pepe to ba dabi eni pagbara nlole tu o fe sagbara mo bagolu amba kan ko gbelura amba energy drink la fi so gwara na pelu o si kun fun orisidisi roja sara lori ati vitamin tokun ni tobi ni lole mu be eni ko lo tin ninu rara o wa kaakiri le taja to sumo bere fun kan ti eloni ko je gbadun to sara oto amba drink limited to wa ni ogba koko industries one koko road off akilo road ogba ikeja leku lo npe tonta iwo na le ba won do po loni lati je alagbata tabi alara tuta number ni ko pesi 0702606458 amba energy drinks shafiku agbara inu re Download the Fresh FM app on your Android phone, tablet to listen to Fresh FM anywhere in the world. To download, go to Google Play Store and App Store. Search for Fresh FM Nigeria. Select the icon, tap, and install for free. Follow the on-screen instructions. Complete the installation and get our content anywhere under the sun in real time. The Fresh FM radio app is all in one. You can listen live, watch us live, see our Facebook, Twitter. Instagram posts and news updates. The Fresh FM Nigeria mobile app can be downloaded on Android and iOS. As you use the Fresh FM app, review and rate our app. We're available 24/7 for more updates. Thank you for choosing Fresh as the best with Ocrest. Thank you for staying with us. Still platform on Fresh 107.9 FM Abelkuta. Uh, we've been talking about the All Progressives Congress. They're holding their primaries uh, today at the Eagle Square in Abuja. And uh, we've been talking about uh, some of the things that have been said and some of the things to expect um, later today. Ustaz Lawal has been with me in the studio. Ustaz, let's, you know, for a moment, uh, talk about one of the candidates uh, in this race. Uh, that's a former Lagos State Governor, Balatinobu. Uh, amongst all the candidates, uh, he has been, um, because just as anyone who wants to be a president, they've all been saying, oh, I'm the best person for this job. I understand the challenges of this country. I know what this country needs. I'm the best person to consolidate on what this country needs. It will be a betrayal to my people. Uh, Professor Shibaji says a betrayal to the country if he doesn't contest. But in Ashwajibala Mestinobu's case, uh, while he has spoken about, yes, all of these things, is the best person for the job and all, uh, he has also said, I've helped this person, that person, this person. It is their time or their turn to reciprocate. It is my turn. And some have looked at statements like that as, uh, you know, entitling uh, in some regard. So in, there's that sense of entitlement. There's that, uh, some have even used the word arrogance, so to speak, saying, uh, no one can lay claim to the presidency of the country and say, it is my turn. You have to give it to me. Ah, Wally, I don't know why you're putting me on this hot seat. <laughs> I had deliberately avoided going to that, you know, um, I, you know statement, etc. It's really a hot one. But being that as me, you have said it, and let, let's talk about it. Um, there are three things, but you have told me where you want me to go to. 
Um, the issue of um, Bola Ahmed Tinubu's competence, I doubt if he's in doubt. Knowing his pedigree, knowing who he has and what he has done over time, I doubt that it is not it's not in it's not in contest. And that's why most of those that are eventually coming up to hold on to that statement are not look are not telling him that he cannot perform. And there have been the issue of his health. And his camp has said was very healthier than him when he became the president. So what are we talking about? You know, was yeah, do I the do I healthier than him? You know, something like that. But you have said his statement. Yes, sense of entitlement, maybe not to Nigerians. But to his party, if we notice, quite a number of these aspirants um, have not come out with their manifesto or what they do, do etc. Because you know what matters mostly now is delegates. So they've been going to delegate at parties. Mm. So when he said that, if his entitlement, if it is said like that, is to the members of his party. If you look at, I, I listened to the uh, public secretary of APC this morning um, on channels, and he said. If you look at what Ashiwaju has done for APC, how it came about and the sacrifices, there shouldn't be any reason for the party to be discussing whether they should give him the ticket or not. That is most qualified in terms of having paid his dues. He has actually paid his dues. Nobody, even in the party, nobody is contesting that. Now, for his, you know, um, fatiburations, whatever he has said, I want us to look at it from this angle. If he has done all that he said he did and nobody has controverted him, you know, even for the president, it's on, it's on record, apart from him saying it. And now, it is now time for them to pay back. And they are now feeling that, no, they won't pay back. If you ask me, and if I'm in his shoes, I doubt if he'll have done anything other than what he did. To come and tell them that, no, this is not the way to do it. And I will tell you, even animals, animals pay back favors. Like, there was this... A article that went viral on, on, on social media where a king wanted to kill one of his slaves for doing something wrong. And the, and the slave now said, once they threw him to those wild dogs, he cannot survive it. He said he wanted just only from that king for all that he has done for him. You should try and give him one opportunity before he kills him. The king said yes. And he said, allow me to be the manager of those dogs. Let me be the one that will be maintaining those dogs. I think he said for like two weeks or three weeks. And the king said, fine. So he started doing it. You know, basing them was nice to them. Doing that. So on the day that the judgment was supposed to be executed, he was thrown to the dogs. And so the dogs, you know, jumping at him, tearing apart. They were licking him, doing this and doing that. So animals pay back favors. <laughs> so if Tinubu has done all that he said he did for these people, and they are not said, no, you didn't do it for me. When he was doing he was sacrificing something for them. No favor is done without the sacrifice. Why don't they think that they owe me a sacrifice? If PYO said he's a betrayal on Nigerians, would Nigerians have come to know him if somebody has not satisfied his interest for him? These are the point of view. So from the moral angle, from the human element of it, I feel that statement of Tinubu is entitled is a justified one. From the party level, he is justified. He, that, look, this is it. I'm entitled to it. However, to Nigerians, whatever happened between himself and Buhari and whoever within their setup might not really, you know, affect us. And how, how do we do that? It's only when they come and, you know, rightly give him the ticket. Then Nigerians decide whether they want him or not. But I feel if they don't give him the ticket, it will be betrayal, I mean, a big betrayal 
of the century for us in this part of Nigeria. And uh, but then uh, some have also predicted that that what you call the big betrayal might be on the cards. Uh, there's been some who have, you know, been bold enough to make predictions as to who will get the party primaries, and they say, well, I might not know who will be getting it, but it doesn't appear it will be a charge bulletin rule. But like I said, those are predictions. Uh, maybe those individuals. I have also. been in the school of thought of those that said that, and I'm still in that. If you remember on this program, maybe on telephone or whatever, I have said it, that we know those are those that might not be Nigerian president. I might not know, but we know those that will not be there. I might not know who they will give it to, but we know those who will not be there. And when, when you ask the question, I said, there is likelihood of Bola Ahmed Nubu getting the north of the north to be Nigerian president is very slim. And I told you, I have said this here today, because he is in the class of those he did not give in the past. And still... Because of that, they will still not give it to him. So the likelihood of Bola Ahmed Nubu getting that ticket of the APC presidential flag Biara is very, very slim. And that's why they're playing this game. Well, we'll have to wait to see. But uh, in in the couple of minutes that we have, let, let's you know um, talk about because I, I'm just you know just outside you know the APC for now. I'm just looking at you know whether we are ripe for, because I've heard a lot of people say, oh, why does it have to be the APC and the PDP? Uh, whether we are ripe for, you know, uh, a race that will include any other uh, party or any other individual. Some have mentioned, oh, Peter Obi has gone to the Labour Party, has this, he has that. Uh, the uh, first son of the late MQ, uh, Kola Abiola, was just given the, just won the PRP ticket. Uh, the AD, uh, there are other names, you know, Yabaji, Sonny, uh, I found out uh, my election where he's also, you know, contesting. I don't know. He's been a bit low-key, uh, if you ask me of late. You know, so are we ready for a race that will go beyond these two parties? That, that will go beyond the conservatives. Mm-hmm. Let's put that way. Yeah. You see, uh, shockingly, even if I'm Tinubu um, becomes presidential candidate of the APC, I might not vote for him. And that's because I feel that we need a fresh breath. And I'm being honest here. I don't know why we don't need to look outside, you know, all these people to get something fresh to come up. But people have said, what is that fresh? And I said, it's a movement. It's a movement that needs to, it goes beyond, you know, campaign and election. It's a movement of people with ideas that feel this is the way things should go. It's not impossible. But it's just that the elites that I feel should lead are, you know, are hesitant. And why? Because of their selfish interest. Let me put it this way. If whoever becomes the president whether PD, on, on PDP level or APC level, will eventually still come out to pick the elite to serve as commissioners, ministers, and etc. Not the Yalata, it will not come. So what they are doing is they are sitting on the fence. So when they realize that, or they feel that there is a partner party that cannot, you know, win, they don't want to invest, you know, themselves in that. Because they realize that if they invest in that party, they feel will not win. Eventually, the legacy, when it falls out from the party that wins, will not get to them. That's why they are being careful. So if the elites could like, be bold and say, even if we are going to lose, let's think differently for once. I see people like Obi, you know, coming up strongly. Labor, and Labor has what it takes anyway, if you ask me. Like Obi to have said, we have the Labor Union, um, the TUC, the market women, the driver, all of these are people are in the Labor Union. And if also the just people... Can all can come and the youth can say, look, we want a change. These are people that will vote for God's sake. So it's not impossible. However, with the way things are, it is a bit slim. 
Mm. Well, um, let's um, get to talk to you in about five minutes uh, this uh, morning. I've been speaking with the stars, Lord We've been talking about the ahead uh, of the APC primaries and um, what to expect uh, tonight, at least uh, as regards uh, the primaries of the All Progressives Congress. According to a lot of reports, the major contenders are the former Lagos Governor, Achuajibola Metinubu, the current Vice President, Professor Yemi Oshibajo, as well as the former Minister of Transportation, Rutumi Amichi, and the President of the Senate, Ahmed Lawan. The numbers are 0815-432-1079. 0815-432-1079. There's also 0818-111-1079. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Honorable Yaji. Amen. He has not denied it anyway. All right. Uh, but no, 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 nothing. I hear you. Thank you very much. No, no, no. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Okay. Th- thank you. Uh, because of others, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Hello, good morning. <laughs> Hello. Okay. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll get that in a moment. And it's 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 interesting. You know, he talks about um, uh, he's he's talking about uh, the uh, if there if there had been an agreement uh, really uh, between them. But, but you were about to say, oh, he hasn't come out to deny it. The president has not come out to deny that, and neither has um, even um, Oshibajo uh, come out to deny that publicly. The one thing that you know, made Tinubu Ashiwaji to speak that way from what I have read was because somewhere in some quarters, some of these beneficiaries of this Najesi and his people, we are trying to deny or trying to take that credit away from you. And that's why I need to come out and say, no, 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 you are getting it wrong. I did this and that for you guys. Mm. You know, so that, do, that's just it. But do, does that necessarily mean that he then has to become the but, next person? Uh, that's why I told you that it's a, it's a, it's a party thing. For his party members, for those he has done that favors for, he felt at the party level they should repay him. Mm. Well, whatever happens generally at the election is not their business. Okay. But pay off, pay your payback. Yeah, hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, okay, Mr. Bussari, talk to us. Yeah. So, yeah, the issue of this uh, APC primary, as to my uncle, I'm not a politician, but to look at reality, I feel so still deserve to be given that promise. The opposition party that's articulated itself has been in that contention for three good times. And they know the weight. If they are already considering their flag, not considering the, 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 the personality, the weight, the person that is carrying that flag for them, 
they might end up lose in that election. That's and secondly, you see, Tinubu has always been in the corridor of that power, does not mean it's in the room to control the key. The, the so called president we heard today is not the problem of the country, but the people surrounding him. If he passed an instruction, and the people fail to fill that instruction and execute what they have in their own mind, if he change one today, tomorrow he will change another one. Next tomorrow he will change that. When are they going to ask a good one? Okay. All right. Thank you. So the politics is not, is not other way, is it how we, we, we see it? All right, th- thank you very much, uh, Mr. Basari, for your uh, contribution. Because uh, um, uh, it, uh, well, one thing that is clear uh, is that uh, there are various interests uh, at stake here, and um, there are a lot of uh, you know things uh, that uh, could go right or go wrong for <laughs> for the party. Uh, although I'm sure there are a couple of Nigerians that will look at it and say, well. Uh, if they get it wrong, then it's them committing class suicide, then no, no troubles. Maybe it will give other parties a chance, you know, to have a go at it. But uh, as it stands, someone has also said... To- And the, the, the thing is, Tinubu is under immense pressure. And when you are in his position, the way things are, there is a limit to which you can be stubborn. That, that's one thing I'm looking at. When you are in his shoe now, the way he is now, there is a limit to how you can be stubborn. I think at a point in time, they might get the better side of him for him to concede you know, in 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 in, the, in politics, a lot of bargaining comes in. You know, this and that. But the problem is, all those that he has bargained for in the past, how do they pay him back? So the question is, how am I sure you do all this? You say the one that is daring and obvious, didn't you do it this way? You know, that's just the truth. All right. Um, I know we could go on and on. That quite a number of you would uh, love to talk to us, but uh, as it stands, so if we do get to talk about the ABC primaries again, we will be talking about it. Uh, as regards what would have played out today slash tomorrow, if it does peel into tomorrow. I'll start about Jabril. Thank you, really, for stopping by this morning. Thank you for your thoughts this morning. It's a pleasure. Program. Thank you for having me. Uh, we will uh, definitely see how things go. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll wait and see how they pan out. Tinubu versus PMB. Well, as it stands, yes, right. <laughs> as it stands, it's not even about the other countries. No, it's, <laughs> it's quite interesting. <laughs> or maybe not. Well, Thank you for investing your time with us. That's a-